Back to Unscripted Scripture, where I am Zach and this is Jack, and Abby is our producer. How we doing? Pretty good. How are you? Pretty good. How Abby. are you? Abby. Pretty good. <laughs> good. We're here. I said it. I said we're here. I you always did. used to say that. Um, Abby, how was the food at Baker? We talked about that in the first episode, so bring it back. You just had the dinner. <laughs> Delicious. See, Jack? Baker food is good. That's so fake. Um, way that was good food. Chicken quesadillas. Oh my gosh, that's not even real chicken. Woo! Probably some beak mixed hey, in I there. Hey, I saw those cupcakes you guys made the other day. Oh yeah? Yeah. They our, wi- our women's ministry at, at school made cupcakes. So. Oh. Are you sending some in the mail to uh, your team back here? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Um, I was going to say we missed you last week, but... <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking about. No, it's okay. Your silence is I was good. Thinking about some. So, yeah, Jen, Jen's Jenna, antsy. Well, Jen, Jenna and I were like, I just used to like cupcakes, and I thought of something. Jenna and I were talking with my mom about baking cookies for our wedding, and oh. she's we're down. You're getting so, married. I'm getting married. Yeah, didn't know. She's so down. So we're gonna make like fifty dozen cookies for the 50 wedding. Fifty dozen yeah. cookies. Yeah. How much? Fifty is that? dozen infamous Jody cookies. It's like how many is fifty dozen cookies? It's like six hundred. Fifty times twelve. Six hundred. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I guess so, like, that's easy math. That's just I just thought of that. I was like, wow, yeah, that's <laughs> a lot of cookies. But it's gonna be awesome. She's gonna have help, obviously. We're gonna help her and Oh, are you? Grandma's gonna help her and okay. things. What's your um parting gift gonna be? Oh, that's a surprise. I can't <laughs> I can't share that. Do you actually Jenna's have it? Probably, you know Jenna's it Jenna's probably gonna be mad at me just for sharing the Do cookies. you know what it is? Do you know what yeah. have you guys decided? I came up with great yeah. ideas for that. I know what it is. I, it's not what Why you do think. you guys think of that? When I had my wedding, me and Jack, I didn't even know that was a thing. And then like the week yeah. before, we're like, Oh, we don't have this. Jacqueline was thinking of it the whole time. Yeah. Like favors, wedding yeah, favors. Yeah, favors. Yeah, Jenna's got a good one. It's it's gonna be awesome. And the doggy bag. So we just did That's Costco fun. trail mix, Kirkland's trail mix. <laughs> but we had we these really Kirkland. yeah i didn't even know until our wedding day when we left and people were like oh trail mix that's such a great idea i'm like you're <laughs> just saying that <laughs> but we we had cool mason jars with our sticker on top so i kept that cool. in my car for a while and i like ate it as i was driving i use it every so. day at lunch that mason jar nice. just remember the day <laughs> the ring does nothing for me it's yeah, the mason, it's mason jar. jar of trail mix yeah but, what a romantic i know it's like a never-ending Mason Store of trail mix. Yeah. Favorite snack, by the way, is Kirkland's trail mix. How about really? you guys? You like that? Yeah. You know what? I really like whales. Oh, you whales know? are very like good. The goldfish cousins. Yes, they're forgotten yeah, those about. Are seriously, the ones good. at like the Dollar Tree they're and like, stuff. Kind of like they taste stale, but they're not stale. Yeah. They're just what's like up with that? A harder crunch, and they're so good, man. Oh I feel like there's more cheddar. Like you, like even I would the a box of whales. The goldfish. Crunch. They try to get the extra cheddar. And that stuff's hey, uh, good. Yeah. But whales. What are we like talking that. about today? I don't whales. know. What's your favorite snack? Golly, get with the program. <laughs> that is not what the podcast is about. It doesn't they matter. They read the title. The they thing. know what the podcast is going to be about. But Abby, what's your favorite snack? Oh, then we can please. get going. 
Um, I like sweet tart ropes and chips and salsa. That's nasty. That's terrible. That's yeah, a really that's bad a choice. Terrible mistake. Right, You're I'll wrong. Leave. You're wrong. Yeah. What the heck? All right. Anyways, <laughs> we're doing a very tough podcast today. Um, it's on gay rights and what Christians should think about it. Um, we are not going to be entirely right. We're going to try to bring the truth from the Bible. It's, it's going to be a very tough episode. Um, so we're just saying that up front. Um. Me and Abby were like, should we really do this? Is this really a good idea? <laughs> and Jack's like, yes, mm-hmm. we're doing it. So, like, no hesitation from Jack. So Jack's yeah. going to run this whole episode. Um, me and Abby are just That's here to false. That's watch false. and listen. The and Holy Spirit's going to run this whole episode. Ask him, Boom! Okay, okay. Yep, Holy Spirit. So I'm talking like about. every episode. All right. Yes, sir. So I was, yeah, I was pretty psyched about sharing this because I think this is a – one of the biggest opponents to the church and to Christians today, because it's a topic that is becoming so, you know, incredibly normalized in our society and, um, and churches have a hard time confronting this because of that. So well, I wanted to, it is tough. Yeah. It's really you don't want to hurt someone, but you want to keep your beliefs. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, mm-hmm. and like, it's, it's something that is, it's, t- it's really hard. I don't know. That's all I can say about it. So, Well, we'll say more. We did some digging, and we we have some stuff to share and talk about, and I'm sure we'll get into a cool dis- discussion. I'm sure you'll um, bring up John Piper. I do. I'm looking at your notes right now. John Piper. Every episode. It's, Let's go. It was um, Job. You always would Job, Job. and John Piper. Yeah. John hey, Piper, dude. He's so good. I mean, I just really love the way he talks. And so I I went to him to for some commentary on this topic uh but i went to the word for some truth so whoa we will just okay, uh-huh. easy abby um smooth <laughs> all right so she just wanted to hear her own voice yeah um yep <laughs> i guess we'll start with this is just stating that yeah the the bible uh has been clear that uh homosexuality is a sin so engaging in that is sinful um, but the people that commit those sins are not bad people, and we are not called to hate those people because of that sin. We are called to do the opposite, called to love on them, to welcome them with open arms and and welcome them to the church, uh, even though the church can sound like they are hating those people. It's not the case, and some churches are bad with that, and really have a hard time um, portraying that message, but the sin is what's bad. Right. And, and I think that's, yeah. that's part of it. Part of it is like when you come out as being gay, that's more seen like that's a foreseen sin. Like that's up front. Like you don't necessarily know about the boyfriend who's having sex with his girlfriend. Cause that's yep. like behind hidden doors yeah. in secret. Like this is a, I guess a sin that, is out like when you come out you say that you're gay and you like other people the same sex and so i think that's like publicly sinning yes right so maybe that's why it's everyone hates it more but as christians we should know that it's the same sin as little johnny over there who's going over to his girlfriend's house at night or living with his girlfriend before marriage Mm -hmm. yeah and to p- 
piggyback off this to like set it straight right now. I'm just gonna read scripture to show you where this where this is pointed out by Paul here in Romans one. So context here, Rome, uh, Paul is longing to visit Rome, and he's talking about the wrath of God against humanity, and through that we see his condemnation, or God rather God's condemnation through him on homosexuality, where he says in Romans one twenty four. Therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. So it goes on there in 28, Romans one twenty-eight, to say, Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind so that they do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, god-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do those very things, but also approve of those who practice them. So those five verses, uh, I believe, are a great testament to what this sin is and also how our world reacts to it today. That last part, although they know God's righteous decree, which isn't entirely true. You know, some people today haven't heard the word of God. People that practice homosexuality haven't always heard the word of God. But even those who do. They do such things, they deserve death, they not only continue to do these things, but they approve of those who practice them, which is what we see a lot in our world today. Just a lot of approval of this sin. Um, like, yeah, of course this is good. Like, love is love. Why wouldn't you why wouldn't you believe in gay pride? You just you're a bigot, you're a slanderer. Like, how could you think that? How could the church be so against gay people? Like, love is love. And and this part right here. Yeah, educates that point that like they approve of this practice, but we know that it's deserving of death. Um, so I was just like spitting that truth there in Romans to show you that like this is the word of God, and if if you believe that the word of God is alive and active and and is from the mouth of God, then that's the truth. And so that's where I think churches need to hone in on, and they do. And John Piper honed in on this in this article we wrote so um and i kind of dissected it for myself too and it's awesome um so i think that's yeah. that's like the the pinpoint of where we're where we're getting at here okay yeah right. that was a lot of talking jack you sorry need, you yeah need to take a breather no you're good <laughs> that was good just breathe a little here but not into the mic because people might get annoyed at that right. i do it all the time it's all right um mm -hmm. so yeah accept them into the church or accept them as christians right Accept them as God's children. God's children. Like the, uh, right. Yeah. Right. Accept them as 
But I mean, as Christians. Oh yeah, yeah, us. You mean like us? We as love Christians. them. Yeah, like yeah. we would love our any of yeah. our neighbors. Because our sin is not greater than that. No. You know, our sin is just as equal, maybe even worse. Like it's, it's the same as that sin. It's just. Yeah. Bible and the ch- churches today, like that, is so prevalent that that's that's lifted up as a deadlier sin than lying. You know. Yeah. That's where the trouble is. Um. So let's let's go through. This is like a conspiracy theory, and it might. I want to hear from both of you, or I don't even have to hear from you. But this is where we're kind of stuck. Where, okay, as Christians, we're supposed to love them. Like we want everyone to come to church, right? Everyone yeah. that can, we want them to come to church. Yep. So they come to church, and they're coming. They're loving church. They're still openly gay, but they're coming to church. They're hearing God's word. Yes. What happens then as a church when you go and, like, say they want to become a member of the church or they want to get involved and serve more or they want to be in children's ministry or anything of that? That's where it gets tough for these churches. And as a Christian, I don't really know the answer. I think that's one of those things where it's an unknown thing. And so I don't want to sit here and say, oh, well, I don't know the answer and sit here and not do anything about it. Uh, but I know that in Proverbs, uh, well, you know, Proverbs 3, 5, where it says, don't lean on your own understanding. Like, yeah. you're not going to be able, I don't think there's any person on this earth that is going to give the best answer. Yeah. One that's for, I mean, yeah, go ahead, Abby. Go no ahead. Nope, nope. Keep, keep rolling with it. Well, you could correct me. Um, one that's for Christ and then one that's for the people that the gay rights. And I, th- I think um, we don't have that answer, but decisions have to be made. Yeah. So that's where it gets tough. And I think that's where people are getting hurt on both sides. Like, yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't think you can, what you were saying, like, I don't think you can glorify god and man at the same time like Mm. when we're standing with people with gay rights you can't we can't do that we have to be in line with god first because then we're we're being lukewarm you know we're not all in for him and he has to be the one that we're chasing after the one we're obeying the one we're following to listening and supporting and abby's ready to go off Oh, I just want to let you know. <laughs> Go ahead, Abby. Um, I agree with. I I mean, I agree. I agree with Jack, but I think if all churches turned away, um, I don't want to say gay people, but you know, yeah, that's what we're going with. Yep. Um, saying they can't, they can't be a member of the church. They can't uh, lead the nursery or lead Sunday school or whatever. Shouldn't they? Shouldn't the church turn away all of us? Right. The only thing—they're not different from us. Well, this they're is, sinners. Yeah, this is the place I have with it: is that if if someone is living with the sin of homosexuality and not coming to God, is recognizing that that's a deadly sin, that's unrepentant sin. So they are knowingly sinning in their life. Whereas Christians, repentant Christians, come to God asking forgiveness for what they've done. And we try our best not to continue in that sin. But if you're knowingly continuing in sin, that's the problem. 
And that's the problem I think with, with mm. this is that people that, that believe that this is right and this is good and it's approved by society, it's sin that's unrepentant, repentant. And that's where the problem is because with any sin, regardless, big or small, we have to come to God with that. And right. I, I admit that I don't do that at all times simply because I think I don't take time to reflect on my sins every day which is a problem that I have. Um, but we're ultimately called to do that. I just... Um, hmm. It's hard to say no. First, say. Go ahead. No, I forgot what I was going to okay. say. First off, when someone wants to serve in the church, that's hard to say no to. Like, if they feel like they are built and God is calling them to serve and then for you as a Christian who you think you know everything and you don't sin to say oh no because of this you can't I mean there's other like I know there's churches where you go to be an elder or something and you can't have any alcohol or um, anything like that some of them I think you can't watch TV maybe that's a little old school Um, I think I heard that a couple years ago but like they have these rules set up um, so they know that you are pure and one with God. And I does that relate back to gay? Like yeah, I, gay rights? So that that's cool that you said that because that was really good. That that pulpit and any other leadership role in a church is very sacred because you are by that you're given authority by that church to follow God's truth. And you are you are so, you are called to live up to that truth in your daily life. You're called to live up to that in the pulpit, in your leadership role. And if you are doing something in your life that is you are unrepentant for or that you don't see as a problem, I think it's it goes off of what we talked about last week with false prophecy. Like there's someone who is teaching but isn't isn't living how they're teaching. Um I'm going to pull up James here. But I think we can all be that because, yeah, we talked oh, yeah. about Rabbi Zacharias yeah. and how he was teaching against it, but then yeah. he would exactly. You're right. go on his way and disobey. Um, and James, so James 1.22 says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. So if we are putting someone in the position of power, the position of leadership in the church— we are expecting them to do what that word says and to live according to that authority. We're all we all should be living in that in that truth and should be striving to do what the Bible says. But we all fail. But that person that's up there every Sunday re reaffirming people into following the patterns of God, that's a high role. That's a very high role that is criti- like they get criticized more than anybody else in the church. Oh yeah. And so that has to be a really sacred place. And I think I think that that is something that is that's why it's dissected so minutely by church leaders. Like, who are we putting up here? Who are we putting in, in charge of the kids, in charge of youth ministry, in charge of even finances, dude? Like, you don't want to have someone with a if, – if someone has a history of embezzlement and hasn't shown that they are coming away from that sin, like, you want them in charge of the church's finances? It's right. It's a very like difficult. Well, it's difficult like your verse role. in Matthew seven where it talks about 
um, the trees and how every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. Yeah. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Mm. Um, if you're living for God, it's going to be easier to bear those good fruits. Mm. But if you're openly sinning, I think that's anything. Like, yeah. Um, Openly if the whole church the knows that you are having sex before marriage and continuing to have sex before marriage, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be harder on the person, like, say, that was me, and the whole church knows. It's going to be harder for me to serve in the church mm-hmm. knowing that I have that sin that everyone can see straight through me. Mm. Yeah. I know I know from churches that I've been a part of that they – churches or people that are thinking about divorce meet with church leaders consistently through that to talk about membership during that process because is the church the church leadership they're shepherds you know they're they're overseers of the flock and they are helping these people basically like therapists trying to work through their divorce but like they also have to decide if the divorce is there's no way out and it seems like that is the way there's a lot of prayer and a lot of discernment that has to come into all right how do where do we go from here then where do we go with this person with ourselves as elders like how do we cope with this dilemma so it's it's something that is highly you know scrutinized but also like patient there got to be patient with it uh piper said something in his article he called it a christian's Christian's disapproval of gay pride, and he wrote, No sin must keep a person out of heaven. I'm going to repeat that. No sin must keep a person out of heaven. What keeps a person out of heaven is the unrepentant pursuit of sin and the rejection of God's provision provision for its forgiveness in Jesus' death and resurrection. So he's saying that no sin is going to keep you out. If you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're going to heaven. Like, that's, that's scripture, too. Jesus is the way. He's the truth. He's the life. What keeps a person out is pursuing sin without repentance. You are knowingly sinning. Um, and you're rejecting God's provision for your forgiveness in Jesus' death, death and resurrection. Um, man, I don't want to cry. Um, so I have a question. Yeah. Yes, please. Why do you guys think that there are, like, two total extremes um, when it comes to churches and when it comes to gay couples. Like, I've seen I've seen a gay couple get married in the Catholic Church because they're devoted to God. Well, so I'm like, okay, well, how does how does that priest how does that priest feel about marrying a gay couple under the Catholic Church? You know what I mean? Like, what mm-hmm. is her what is her thought process? But then I've seen other churches turn away gay couples and completely shun them out of their lives because it's not what we believe in. You know what I mean? Right. So why do you think there's that there's that divide? Is it just because people interpret the Bible differently? Is it because they don't we don't have all the answers? That's a good question. I think part of the answer is because there is no in between. Um I think it's either you're for it or you're against it and that's what people show. Um I mean, as Christians, I think we try to find that in between as much as possible because we want to love someone. We want to be there for someone. But when it goes against what we believe in, it becomes very tough for us um, to find that in between, that gray area where where 
mm-hmm. be able to love. And I think as Christians, that's what we're kind of trying to do here is we're loving you. We do love you and we're there for you, but we're not going to respect your sin. I guess I can say. Right. That's what I was thinking. Like I, I say I'm in between because I won't support your lifestyle. I won't, I don't agree with it, but it doesn't mean I'm going to stop loving you. You know what I mean? Jesus wouldn't mm-hmm. stop loving you. Well, it, then you so. bring up the tough question. Say, say one of my brothers or sisters or siblings or well, those are the same things that I just said. Um, yeah. Say anything close, anyone close to me comes out and becomes gay. Like, do all my thoughts change? Like, if I'm so mm-hmm. steady and rock solid in what I believe in today, and then my brother comes out tomorrow, are all my beliefs out the window? Because I love my brother more than I love what I believe in, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which I guess shouldn't happen. But even for the serving thing, like, I know my brothers are great people and say they want to serve in the church but they come out that they're gay. Am I fighting for my brother to, am I fighting the church saying, no, my brother's great. After I just got done saying how, oh, if you want to serve, you can't be openly sinning. Like, I I don't know about you guys, but I don't have, I'm kind of not out of the loop, but I don't have many gay friends around me, but that's just, that's who I, who's surrounded around me. I don't have many of those people around me i do (laughs) well okay so most of them aren't christians okay but i do know some that are christians and they have their own journey with god um yeah it's a others have yeah others have turned away from god because of the way christians have treated them and that's Mm. not that's not good and i think Mm -hmm. that happens when you go to the church and the church is welcoming. The church talks about um, homosexuality. Yeah. Well, yeah. We- I just don't think that's our job as Christians. We are we are here to love no matter what. Because if Jesus were here, he would love no matter what. He loved the adulterer. He loved the be- like he loved the he loved every single sinner. Yeah. And that's my thought. I think that's right. That's pretty much what we said last week about Justin Bieber. How are we are we really going to sit here and if Justin Bieber leads someone to Christ, are we going to sit here and say, "Oh no, Justin Bieber is a bad guy"? Like how he led you to Christ is not the right way. Um, because yeah, Justin Bieber is a sinner. He's an open sinner. Talks about what he does. We talked about what he did when he was young, and um, maybe he still does it. I don't know. Haven't talked to him lately, but. Uh, just from his songs, that's what I hear. And um, yeah, it's that whole thing. Is are we gonna love what God is doing? Are we gonna sit here and debate? I guess all the wrong things. Or are we gonna run after the right things? It's awesome. I love this. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, even if we have discussions like this, like God, God is so pleased because um, this is having like. You know, he's being glorified through this conversation and we are growing. You know, all three of us are growing and everyone listening is growing. So like I'm I'm even if we disagree, like I'm stoked that we're having this conversation. Um Matthew eighteen, 
15 to 20. It talks about dealing with sin in the church. If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. So right there, that's accountability. Like that, that's accountability. If they listen to you, you've won them over. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. So now it's no longer you and this person. You're going to bring two of your buddies, two, two other people, two other believers with you to listen to this person so that you aren't just telling your friends about them. They are experiencing for themselves how this person's living, what they're doing. And so it goes on to say, if they still refuse to listen, I'm saying listen like not coming to God with their faults. They're continuing to live the way they live. If they still refuse to listen, then you go to the church. So it's you two, then you bring your buddies, and if they still won't listen, then you go to the church because it's out of your hands. Tell it to the church, and if they refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. So it's account. It's a line of accountability, starting with one-on-ones, starting with a group, a small group. Then it's going to the church leaders, people who we have we listen to as really, truly devoting their lives to obeying the word of God. And if they refuse to listen to the church, and this this conversation with the church, like I said, could take months. Like, it could take a long time, but eventually we, they're out of our hands, they're out of the friend's hands, they're out of the church's hands. Then we move on to the next person, and we have to treat them as we would anyone else. And so that's where... Some churches deal with excommunication. They deal with excommunicating people from the church. I know John Piper had to excommunicate his own son from his church because his son wasn't a believer. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's really, it's part of his testimony. I mean, it's terrible because you want your son to believe and you know that if he doesn't, he's going to hell. And so the way he summed it up was, you know, even if I had perfect parenting, it does not mean a perfect outcome. I mean, just look at Jesus. God was a perfect parent, but Jesus only lived at 33, and he died, you know, he died broken and bruised and suffered. Um, so, But he still died perfect. <laughs> he still died perfect. Yeah, Jesus also rose again perfect. Yeah, but yeah. what he was saying with that, what he was saying with that is. Okay, Jack. That God, God was the parent. God, God ached when Jesus had to die. Yeah, okay. But, we you, you're talking out your butt now. We What? Dude, no, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. You're right. You are right. We understand. Yeah, yeah. So you don't what, have I'm, to explain what I'm saying with that is like the church has a hard time kicking people out of the kicking people out of the church, but it is based on scripture. And so the church should be welcoming. We should be welcoming people in, but now there's, this is there's this, a bottom line. It it this is dealing with sin in the church. So yeah. this is if the other person Let's just talk about sin. Let's talk about sex. Um, th- let's say this person is having sex before marriage, and so you go to them. But this person has to be in the church. Yeah. Say you and me are going to church. I'm having sex before marriage. You come to me, and you're like, Zach, dude, what are you doing? I'm like, 
dude, I'm doing the right thing. Like, come on. I love this girl. We're going to get married eventually. Mm-hmm. Like, don't worry about it. And then, so I send you away, and then you bring Abby back with the rest of our unscripted scripture team. Shout out Jenna and Kelly. And you're like, Zach, we're here for you, buddy. Like, you're really not doing the right thing. You're not following God's vision for you, or you're just sinning, whatever. And I'm still like, sorry, dude. I love this girl. We're going to get married. It doesn't matter what I do now. I'll it would be fine in the long run. Um, and then you get like our whole audience and you're like, everyone's like, Zach, like we need to sit down with you. Like we care for you, bro. And we want what's best for you and for your future. And we just really don't think it's right for you to be doing this. It's against what the church believes, what God believes and all that. And yeah, if I still am like, no guys, if I'm still at the church by that point, then that's one thing. Like, I still want to serve in yeah. the church. But if I'm still there, then yes, you guys would kick me out because yeah. I'm not living the way of the church. Yeah. And, I mean, so why do we think that – why do we think we're even called – why do we think God calls us to kick people out of the church? I think that's a good question. Like, why does Scripture say that we have to treat them like a pagan or a tax collector? Bad trees bear bad fruit. Yes, sir. I loved that, man. I think I think that's spot on with it too. Like, if we're allowing someone to remain in the church, knowing what they're sinning, that speaks volumes of the faith. That speaks volumes of what Christianity is to other people. You know, if we if we accept what this person's doing, then we accept that whole sin. And if they're unrepentantly doing it, we re- we accept unrepentant sin. So the church is trying to hold true to the word, and the word says that's wrong. So we have to disregard this person if they're not listening. That's a tough thing to do, man. It's not easy. But, geez, that's God, man. I think we should, before we end this, we should go back, summarize all of our questions, everything we talked through. I don't want to end. And, oh, do you have more? I always could. I could talk for hours. I know you do. Um, Abby, (laughs) final thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do I have any final thoughts? Yeah, give your final thoughts. Like, like, what do you want the listeners to hear before we end this so you feel accomplished? Or do you want me to come back to you? I'm just thinking of what I would say to listeners who have yet to come out or have come out. Hmm. And I don't know what message I want to leave with them. Mm-hmm. Maybe one. you guys do. I got one. But, yeah, but this was yeah. Abby's message. We know I don't know, though. I don't know. I don't know. What it's, I would say uh, is you are loved. That's You're what loved. I was going to say. Oh, crap. Yeah, dude. Sibling freakiness. Yeah. You're loved. By God and by the church. Yeah, you are. All right. You're loved by God and you're loved by the church. And... Regardless of what what goes what comes through you your way, what what obstacles you encounter in your life, God will love you through it. He guides you through it. He'll lead you through it. Um, but it's important knowing that you will face sin in your life, and this is a sin. This what we're talking about here is sinful, and so it has to. We have to come full circle on our end. People that are friends with people that deal with this sin 
We have to be honest with them about what the Word says, about what God says, but we can't not love them. We have to continue to love through that. Um, and I think we could go into a whole different segment about, like, what does that love look like? But oh, Right. And I think as it there. becomes – no, we're not. Uh, as it becomes more common, um, I think everyone's going to go through it. And you kind of talked about – well, you led – you bled into, like, what Christians are – how are we supposed to act as Christians? And you guys both said love. Um, we love you for you. And so, ah, yuck, I hate that. Yeah. I forget loving, what I was say. Loving as God loves. You know, if we, if we are staying in line with how God loves us, then the way we love other people, we can't go wrong. You know, if we continue to strive to love the way he loved, um, and that love is equivalent to what he did for his son, sending him to die and sacrificing sacrificing his son for sinners. So right. if we love that way, which we don't even know what it looks like, but if we strive to love that way, then we can't go wrong. And, and I pray, right. I hope that over the years as this becomes more common, because it's going to be, that we end up having a mend and we get closer than a divide and get further. Um, I pray that someday that as we grow, as we learn more, that we will know how to serve the gays or mm -hmm. accept the gays. and um, Because that's all we want, right? Yeah. but We're trying to make heaven yeah. crowded here. Oh, yeah. I mean, the world is not our home. The world, John 15, 18, the world hates you okay the world is going to hate us as christians going to hate everybody that follows the way jesus follows um as it is you do not belong to the world but i have chosen you out of the world that is why the world hates you so let the world hate you if you're following the lord let them hate you and just continue to love on them mm -hmm. amen amen thank you guys amen. for listening thank you to zach and abby for being honest and we love this conversation. I, I believe God is pleased. Um, he is glorified through this talk. We hope you guys all enjoyed it. Please continue to uh, reach reach out to us on Instagram, uh, maybe Twitter. Hopefully that starts up again. No. Never mind. <laughs> just we just thank you for listening. And uh, tell your friends, tell the world, spread the good news. We love you. Love people.